What's up, Reality Czars fam? I want to give you guys a heads up about this episode. Uh, we recorded this the day after I got surgery on my wrist, so I'm high as fuck on oxycodone, and then I had a couple beers, so I'm loopy as shit. Uh, Dave Weiss is the man, super professional, carried my ass through this episode, so I might be a little loopy. I didn't ask all the questions that I really wanted to. Uh, I think we're going to have David back on like after summer. Uh, really cool dude. I uh, love his fan base. We've had like nothing but great interactions, lots of comments, uh, lots of, dude, I've had emails and messages from you guys. Um, I appreciate all you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, I still am ambiguous, I think, on the shape of the earth, but who the fuck knows? Like, it's definitely, uh, you know, whatever fuck NASA says is bullshit. So uh, much love to our Flat Earth community and our Flat Earth fans. And, uh, yeah, man, enjoy this episode. Just know that I'm completely out of it. Uh, thank you, David Vice. You're fucking awesome. Cheers. All right, we're live. Uh, welcome everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and I'm your only host tonight, Nate. Tony's at work, and we have the great Flat Earth Dave. Uh, brother, do you want to tell? I mean, I'm sure everybody knows who you are, but you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Um, hold on, let me. Uh, of course, uh, amateur move. <laughs> I got the screen playing in the background. Um, you can find me at flatearthdave.com. All my socials are there. My uh, YouTube, Facebooks, multiple YouTubes, my app, my uh, podcast. FlatEarthDave.com. Everything is there. Uh, that's all you have to remember because throwing out a whole bunch of URLs, names, nobody rem- remembers anything, especially me. So FlatEarthDave.com. Awesome, man. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, you've come highly recommended from my buddy, Moral Bob, and I love Moral Bob. So shout out to Moral Bob. He was my first introduction to Flat Earth, and uh, this will probably seal the deal. <laughs> you know, the, the deal is already sealed. We're just going to bring you out of the closet tonight. All right? Because you know when when uh, on my on my uh, scheduling forum, I have the question in there: Do you think the Earth is a globe, flat, or unsure? If if someone checks a globe, I'm like, yes, this is great. If someone <laughs> checks flat, I'm like, okay, we're gonna have an interesting conversation. If someone checks unsure, I'm like, they know it's flat; they just haven't admitted it to themselves yet. <laughs> and so we're gonna take you over that psychological hump where you can lose the respect of your family and friends and be proud of it. <laughs> he's definitely half my family. Yeah. I mean, my son is, I've got a teenager and when he was 14, he came up to me and he goes, dad, I think the earth is flat. Ah, tell him so. I love him. What's his name? I want to tell him, I'm going to give him a free app. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, his name is Julian. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So he knows. Yeah. So he knew before me. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's what we need. We need to get the next generation. So that's fantastic. Fantastic to hear that. Now I'm excited. All right. So, where do we start, man? Where do we start? Like, uh, well, you're, you've already been introduced. Um, you know, anybody that's listening, I'll give the 30-second um, thing about Flat Earth. What you think about, if you think Flat Earth is stupid, you're right. The Flat Earth in your mind that you're thinking of is stupid. You're thinking of a Flat Earth that looks like a disc floating in space, like they would show on CNN. That's not what Flat Earth is. Flat Earth is... Um, you know, we're not a, a pancake floating in 
you know, all, you know, people go, well, what, what are we, a pancake? And the other ones aren't, or are we all pancakes? That's mixing two incorrect models. We're not a disc in space. And we'd also don't believe that there's planets in space. So what is the flat earth? The answer is we live in what I call the Antarctic basin, right? So Antarctica, they tell us this is Antarctica. They tell us it's the highest land on earth. The plateau of Antarctica is higher than any other land on average. And I always found that interesting. Um, I also found it interesting that you can't find any photos uh, from space or from balloons or airplanes of Antarctica, of the, cent of the center of Antarctica. It's all cartoons. So what is the flat earth? The flat earth is like a giant lake. Think of a giant lake in the middle of Kansas. You could sail around that lake clockwise. You could sail around it counterclockwise. You can sail away from the middle. And what happens when you sail away from the middle? You hit the edge. Can you fall off the lake? No, that's stupid. That's a program response, right? So you get off the lake in Kansas and you start walking away. Well, Kansas is pretty big. Let's say this lake is only five miles around, right? You got a long way to go. And guess what happens when you get to the end of Kansas? You, you get to whatever comes after Kansas. You keep going. And then maybe you get to another ocean. And then what's out there? Maybe you get over to, to another, you know, set of islands and stuff. What's beyond Antarctica? We don't know. We live in the Antarctic basin. I kind of took us out to the outer space really quick. But that's what flat Earth is. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat, scientifically, testably, provably flat. If the Earth was a ball, the Earth was a ball, there would be physical curvature. So this was a boat or whatever. I'm sailing away, and it disappears over the curvature. You zoom in, you still can't see it because it's behind a physical horizon. But mm -hmm. as, as we'll see tonight, our horizon is not physical. It's optical, Right. When you, when you got your cloud deck in the foreground, so you're here on the ground, up there are the clouds sitting up there nice. And then in the distance, the clouds just get tighter and tighter to the ground. And yeah. 20, 30 miles away, they look like they're touching the water, but they're not. And when you zoom in, you can open up that space and see that, oh, they're really up high, but it's just perspective that brings them together. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me give you, since, we're, since we jumped there, let me give you... Um, an example of that. So the limit of our vision is where the sky meets the ground due to angular size. And we just can't resolve anything smaller because, you know, the clouds are like this. And in the distance, they're like that. And you can't see in the space because it's too small. That's the limit of our vision. Now with today's super zoom cameras, we can zoom in. So here we have nothing on this horizon, right? So the sky has met the ground like this. And as we zoom in, we increase this angular size. And what do we see? Yeah. A boat. Ah. Okay. Now yep. watch. I'm going to zoom out. And this boat's going to look like it's going over the horizon. Remember, the boat's not moving and neither am I. I'm just zooming out. And look, the bottom of the boat's disappearing. And the whole boat just dissolves into the horizon. It's not over the curve. It's just out of view. Pretty cool, Fascinating. right? Fascinating. Yeah, that is super neat. Yeah. So, so what is ahead. your, what is your, um, so the model you're talking about, so we're in a, you said we're like in a basin, you said the Antarctic basin. Yeah. Is so that what we call it? well, I say we live in the Antarctic basin, right? You know, water um, needs a container. Water needs lateral pressure, like a mm -hmm. pond. What holds the pond together? Well, 
the lateral pressure of the land that's higher than the water. If the land was lower than the water, the water would flow away, right? So the, the, the land it holds it together. Well, what land is holding our oceans from flowing away? Well, they're, you know, they're not on a ball floating in a space vacuum. That's scientifically impossible. So, so what, what is holding our, um, our land? You know, what is holding the water there? And that's Antarctica. Antarctica surrounds our entire world pond. Okay? It's the land, the highest land on Earth, that's holding our water together. Right? And people go, well, you know, are you talking about the ice wall? You know, the... Um, the, you know, the ice wall is just literally the shoreline of our world, all right? So people say, you know, well, show me a picture of the ice wall, right? Uh, I'll show you videos of the ice wall and pictures, right? This is what they want you to think, you know, that Flat Earth is. But this is what Flat Earth is. This is the shoreline. This is a helicopter flying along shoreline. This is the shoreline. This is the plateau of Antarctica. It's like 200 feet above the water. Yeah. That's just the shoreline of our world. It's holding all the water in. How far does it go? It's off limits. No one's allowed to go there. In the, in the 1940s and 50s, we started re, you know, flying out, you know, exploring Antarctica. And Admiral Byrd said he flew out. He found another continent bigger than the United States or as big as the United States. No human has ever seen it before, filled with resources. What? Right? And guess what happens? Six months later, he dies of a heart attack, mysteriously. Yeah. And the Antarctic Treaty goes into place, and nobody can go explore Antarctica. You can go to Antarctica, and um, you know they'll, they'll bring you to this little this little peninsula right here, this little peninsula right here. They'll bring you to a little island right there, and they'll show you some penguins, some ice, and they'll kick you out. That's it, right? They, they don't say let you go out here. So what's possibly out there? Now again, anything beyond the shoreline of Antarctica or above seventy-two or eighty miles, which is as high as we can get is speculation, but it sure is fun to speculate. So what if the world was set up like this? Here we are. Here's the United States, South America, Europe, Africa, right? Mm -hmm. This ring is Antarctica. Let's say it's a thousand miles thick. And then out here is another ocean and more land. And then another ice ring. And the reason there's an ice ring is because one sun circles out here and another sun, small local sun, circles in here, right? And so if this is more land, extra land, extra territory, extra terra, if somebody came to visit us here in this inner space, what might we, what might we consider them? Extraterrestrials, yeah. From where? From the rest of the earth, huh? The, the yeah. outer space. Interesting. So, I mean, I, I was also going to address that with you. I mean, I've, I've heard this um, theory about like infinite land or not. I don't know about infinite, but like that it's so much bigger than we give it credit for and that there is other land and other islands. So you're actually answering that question right off the bat. That's really fascinating. And then the other question that I have yeah. is, um, do you think that we can even go to outer space? I don't think, do think outer that space, I don't think outer space exists. Okay. What it what right. is what is above us and can we go up there? I guess. That, what it, like that's my I guess my question. That's a great question. I was just pulling up this video. This is a um I'm not I'm not so I'm not claiming that this map is the real map of Earth. Sure. But it could be. Okay. Yeah. All I'm claiming is we deserve the right to go explore beyond Antarctica. So 
I'm going to play this a second. We're here in this inner circles. It's similar to the map I was just showing you. And here's other lands. And then out here, there's other ponds. More ponds, more ponds, more ponds. Infinite worlds. Okay? More ponds out here. Right? I like it. Isn't that crazy? Now, listen to this. That is scientifically possible. More ponds on the flat plane. Everything that every science test we do shows that we're on a flat plane. Um, there could be humanoids, people. They might even speak English in these other ponds. Um, and they're right here on Earth versus aliens coming from trillions and trillions of miles away and quadrillions of miles. Those numbers are ridiculous. Okay? Like, you believe that an alien... You know, I, I, I believed in aliens. Um, you believe that aliens come from, you know trillions of miles away and they come here and crash in Roswell, or maybe they're just coming from the outer pond. Right. That honestly would make a heck of a lot more sense to me because I mean, my first big red pill to like questioning everything was the moon landing and how it didn't make any sense at all that in 1969, we were able to first try send these crazy, whatever this is up and land on the moon. And they were able to live stream and like talk to the president over the phone and none of it made sense. And then when you find out even more that like, you know, I mean, how to get, how we'd get through the radiation belt, how, uh, and then all of they like all of the film, yeah, it was the... erased. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we, so... we can only go to low Earth orbit. One day we'll be able to go further. What about in the 1960s and 70s where we did it how many times? Six times? Yeah. <clears throat> Until people complained they were missing too many episodes of I Love Lucy and they said we don't want to see it anymore. Um, the moon landings are, the moon landings hold, hold up. No, I'm, let me get that right. The movie Jaws. Holds up better than the moon landings. Okay, <laughs> so look at these guys. These are this was a video I put out the other day called "Puppets on a String." Okay, these guys are hanging. Um, I believe that they actually had balloons <laughs> above them, and they were walking on this big set with balloons holding them up. And it, he, look, he dropped his hammer. He's trying to pick it up. But he can't get it. He can't get it. Uh, he can't get it. He can't get the balloon to come down enough to give him the slack. So he's trying to bounce it and get it down, and he can't do it. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Once anybody that can look at the moon landing stuff and think it's real, reality might not be for you. <laughs> it's the it's that terrible public school indoctrination, man. They just get you from a young age and they just fill your head full of lies. And next thing you believe CNN is true and that we landed on the moon and Did our president's legitimate. And yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Did you watch uh, um, Two Thousand Mules yet? No, you you got to watch it, dude. It's on uh, rock. It's on uh, it's on Bitchute. It's all over the place. Two thousand mules. Basically, they um, bought all the cell phone data and they said, okay. Down. They wrote down. Um, they marked all of the drop boxes for ballots, and then they said, okay, show us the people that went to like if if you dropped off a ballot, what are the chances you go to a second one? Uh, pretty small. What if you go to three within a short period of time? Smaller, but they said. Anyone that went to more than 10 ballot boxes in a row, show me that data. And they found 2,000 people that went to, you know, like 100 ballot boxes. And this is Dinesh D'Souza's new Dinesh uh, documentary, right? Okay. And they show, they show basically, th this is evidence that the, you know, and I'm not saying I want Trump in. I'm not saying I don't want any of these guys in. I want the governments to collapse. That's what I want. Okay. But the, the election was stolen, you know, 
Biden should be in jail and everyone in his party should be in jail. But um, who knows what will happen? I think nothing's going to happen. I mean, maybe something. No. Maybe. Something <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I do. I definitely do want to see that. I've been I've been hearing about it. So, yeah. And I obviously, obviously, he did not win. <laughs> obviously, it's absolutely ridiculous. Here's um here's another shot. Um, we got Buzz Aldrin in Hawaii. Look at this mountain, and then this little hill over here. It's the same thing that we showed on the moon. Yeah. Okay. What I heard a story recently that it, I'm not sure if it was Buzz Aldrin or it was a different uh, one of the one of the um, other um, astronauts when he was asked to swear on a Bible if he had gone to the moon and he and he punched someone in the face. Was, you know, a bunch of astronauts were asked to you know for five thousand dollars put your hand on the Bible swear you went to the moon swear you walked on the moon and um, none of them would do it. I think one of them ended up doing it. Um, just because he didn't care if he went to hell or whatever. Um, but these guys, these guys, you know, are, have beliefs and they would, they wouldn't do it. Like if I walked on the moon and someone says, we'll give you $5,000 cash to have it in their hand, swear in the Bible, put my hand on the Bible. So I walked on the moon, I grabbed the money and I donated to a charity. Okay. And, uh, but they couldn't do it. So that's fascinating. I'm not a big fan of Bart Sabrell who made the, the movie. Um, what's it called? The funny thing happened on the way to the moon, but um, I am, grateful that he made that because it woke up a lot of people and then they start looking further and they realize wow we don't live on a spinning ball flying through a space vacuum if you think about it the the ball earth has air high pressure system adjacent to a vacuum that's impossible that breaks every law of thermodynamics it breaks it's it's scientifically unprovable you can't in any lab or in nature have high pressure next to low pressure right if you had a a bottle where you suck some of the air out, just low pressure. You turn it upside down with the cap on it and you open the cap, whoosh, the air is going to go in. Stick the mm -hmm. cap underwater, open it. It's going to suck water up and away from Earth. That low pressure, just that yeah. low pressure, let alone the vacuum of space. Absolute insanity. But the Globers will go, oh, it's a pressure. It just gets thinner and thinner. That's why the air is thinner on the top of Mount Everest. And it just gets thinner and thinner and thinner until there's nothing left. Interesting. You know, gravity's holding the air down in this in this gradient. That would mean that I can get a shoebox and then bring it into a sealed room, suck all the air out of the room from below the box, and then the air that's in the box would stay there because of gravity. It'd be thinner on top, though, the air in, in top of the box. <laughs> well, good, good. it would just go out. Like if you had a vacuum, a room, a chamber above you with a hose coming in and, and it was no air up there, you open it, it equalizes. I mean, that's proven. That's not a guess. That's not a theory. Um, that's just science. By the way, flat earthers love science, right? But you know, the 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 you know, I think it was Michio Kaku uh, said that the the theoretical physicists that tell us all about space, they've never predicted anything right, and they don't use the scientific method ever. They don't use it ever, right? And they call us science deniers. No, we're denying that you're using science because you're not. You're not. Check this out. This is the spacesuit that they walked on the moon. This has got a heater in it and an air conditioner in it, right? And batteries in the 1960s and 70s, okay? And it could handle degrees, I think it's 400 degrees Fahrenheit, like an oven. You can cook a friggin' turkey. Or 400 below zero in the shade. So this suit, is protecting them from the vacuum of space and of, you know, a, 
500 to 800 swing in temperature. All right. How about this? I'll even bypass the vacuum chamber because they've never even put anyone in this and put them in a vacuum chamber here on Earth. Just put them in an oven. <laughs> Have somebody wear this in the middle of Sahara Desert for a couple hours. Let me see you survive there. Okay. And it, it won't happen. This is absolute science fiction garbage. Right. You know, you know, you've seen the, the video where they put um, an astronaut in the suit in a vacuum chamber. And before they had half the air sucked out, the, the, his, the saliva in his mouth started to boil and he passed out. He almost died. Right. They can't put anyone in a, in a vacuum. You know what happens if you're in, in this suit that's sealed? What happens when you put a balloon in a vacuum chamber with just a little bit of air in it? The balloon fills the whole chamber. Well, you would explode like the state puff marshmallow man if you were in a sealed suit in the vacuum of space but they don't they don't they don't expand like that i mean think about it every scientific test that you can do proves that right and then they're doing stuff i dare you to put this glove on and then screw a screw into a hole okay they're working on the outside of the space station on, on the moon wearing gloves like this okay it's it's so crazy the stuff that they show us if you look at the, the that's why you couldn't book, pick up the hammer yeah, well, he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't reach the hammer, right? Right. Look at this. This is the artist, uh, whatever, launches us. Look at these boots they're wearing, okay? I go fishing in these boots, right? They're wearing snowboarding outfits and ridiculous, stupid boots. This is supposed to be an airtight system that's going to protect them from huge temperature changes and the vacuum of space. Right? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, go, go look up Stretch Armstrong vacuum chamber. This one, they put a Stretch Armstrong and they suck the air out of a vacuum chamber and he explodes. Okay. I don't know if you know who Stretch Armstrong is. He's just a doll. I love like, Stretch Armstrong when I was a kid. Yeah. Love, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he, he exploded. He exploded in, the, in there. And well, he, I think about too, it's like if you go down snorkeling too far down deep and then you come up too fast, the change of pressure will give you the bends, right? So I thinking about, yeah, right. sticking yourself in there. Well, you're supposed to have the pressure. There's supposed to be, you know, um, some relative pressure in there. That's how they don't feel the pressure space. But if there's pressure in there, ba-boom, he's going to yeah. blow up, right? But it doesn't happen. And if you look at these things close, um, they're, they're, they even have a zipper to pee out of. Have you ever yeah, seen an that. airtight zipper? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm probably going to ask you this, and you've been asked this a hundred thousand times. What? Why are they lying to us? Why the lie? Great question. Um, why the lie? Well, if you believe that you're spinning out of control, okay, so let's go back a little bit. You're spinning out of control, um, lost in space, right? You're spinning at a thousand miles an hour. You're circling the the sun, speeding up and slowing down in an elliptical orbit, sixty six thousand miles an hour. You're chasing the sun a half a million miles an hour. You're flying through an infinite space. An asteroid can take you out at any time. That puts a little fear in you. You've been taught about the dinosaurs and and all the stuff. You know that dinosaurs don't exist. Never existed, right? Are you there? That's yet? another conversation. Yeah, I want to. Okay. I want to have that discussion sometime. Yeah. So so. <laughs> So that having that belief, even though it's not on top of your thought, affects every cell in your body. Like, you know, NASA says they found another dark body. It's going to pass by Earth, you know, very close. But, it, you know, and then you're like, oh, what if it hit it? That affects you. OK, 
And then they're telling us that we're running out of water when the fact is there's infinite water here. There's primary water, which they never teach us about. Primary water is the water that's below the earth. Um, there's oceans of it. Gaddafi um, discovered primary water when he was looking for oil and he was building um, what's called the Great Man-Made River. If you check my channel, D-I-T-R-H, right here, D-I-T-R-H, and search um, the Great Man-Made River, I got a short video on it. He uh, did the largest aquifer project. It took him 40 years to build. He was putting giant pipes underneath the sand in the desert, sent, giving water to everyone all across Africa, and the organic farms popping up everywhere. Uh, and he would give families, oh, you want a farm? Here's cattle. Here's food. Here's uh, seeds. Here's um, um, tractors, water, uh, everything you need to have organic farms. And he was going to feed all of Africa. And when he was almost done with it, um, the United Nations, run by, led by Obama and Hillary at the time, um, they, uh, they bombed it, blew it up with depleted uranium. Biggest crime in humanity. Never heard about it on the news. All right? We're taught that Gaddafi was this horrible, horrible man. He was the most loved leader and one of the best leaders ever in all of history. Um, and he warned about everything that's going on now at United Nations. I think in the 70s, he made a speech. Um, couldn't understand any of it because it was Libyan. But he had this, you know, we were told he's a horrible man and we, he's a terrorist. And when that speech was finally translated, uh, which the news never covered, basically he's saying that, uh, it, that, uh, that they're going to, they want to take over the world. They want to have a new world order, that they're going to depopulate the world. They're going to, they're going to use a fake virus. You know, he's basically said everything that's happening now. And everyone said he was a madman, but no one even really knew that story. Sidetracked, right? But that is, you know, they don't want us knowing who we are. I'm getting back to the question. They don't want us knowing that we're at the center of creation. They want us believing we live here, flying through a universe where we could be taken out in a godless or at best distant God, way too big universe. When the truth is, we're here at the center of creation and there is a creator. That's let's just stop right there. There's a creator and your journey on who that creator is, is your own personal journey. And I don't tell anyone what to think, nor, nor should I, but um, they don't want you to know that your thoughts create your reality. They don't want you to know that nobody has authority over you. The only authority anyone has over you is in your imagination. They don't want you to know that um, you put on your own chains. Yeah, you're, that that you give permission, right? You know, the, in school they tell us we only use ten percent of our brains. That's the goal of school. The ninety percent, the other ninety <laughs> percent is connecting with nature and spirit and 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 um, you know other realms of information um, where we can we can thrive and we can manifest and create. They don't want us to know that we don't need them. You know, they keep us scared. They steer our minds with the news. They, they're keeping us fear in fear of nuclear bombs. You know that nuclear bombs don't exist, right? I wow. Yes, I suspect that, yeah. Right, so check out Crow with two R's, 777radio.com, episode 054 and episode 400. You listen to those two episodes, and anytime you hear on a news program where they say nuclear bomb scare or nuclear power plant meltdown, every cell in your body will rejoice and laugh. Oh, that person's a clown. Right. And you don't know you're no longer scared. And that's the beauty of being a flat earther. You're no longer scared of anything and you're never bored. And you, so you're not no fear and no boredom. Those are the mind killers, fear and boredom. We're never bored. We're never scared. And 
we are we are amassing very quickly. So, so another proof that I that I see at least that we're not spinning, you know, is that if we're flying, if we're spinning that quickly, yeah, the stars should just be a blur. It should just be a. Well, and we're just sitting here and we're staring at these beautiful stars and. Right. And you go out tonight, look at the stars and go out uh, same time, same night, a year from now, every star will be in the exact same position. Yeah. But we're corkscrewing through space forever yeah. and ever and ever. And, and nothing ever changes. That's impossible. It would change every night. Okay. That was, that was a big one for me was realizing that like, there's no fucking way that we're spinning, <laughs> that we're flying through space, corkscrewing like this while simultaneously going in a circle like this. And, uh, <laughs> It's absolute horseshit. The other thing is, is um, we couldn't see the stars at a mere fraction of the distance that they tell us. So here's our sun. If the sun was a mile above your head and you looked up, the whole sky would look like this, right? It would fill the whole sky. Agreed? Yeah. If the sun was just a mile over us, it would just fill the whole sky. It's, it's gigantic, right? Then you move it 93 million miles away, and it becomes the size of a coin held at arm's length, right? up a quarter or even a nickel it could block out the whole sun right so it reduced from the entire sky to the size of a coin what happens if we doubled that distance some people say it would only get half as small as that coin i disagree i think it would just vanish out of our viewable sight but um let's just say it's half the size every time you double the distance so let's make it 24 times farther okay 24 times farther is Three light hours. The distance light travels in three hours. And that is scientifically provably too small to see. Okay? You with me? Mm -hmm. So it's too small to see at three light hours. Now, how do we compare that to another star? Let's compare it to Polaris. Polaris is 48 times bigger. So we'd have to make it 48 times farther to make it too small to see. 48 times three light hours is six light days. Okay? So six light days away... Polaris is scientifically impossible to see. Scientifically, provably impossible to see. And the brightness issue is a whole nother problem. But we'll even ignore that because we don't need it. Six light days away, you can't see it. Let's round up to a week, a light week away. They tell us Polaris is 433 light years away. Yeah. How the F would you ever <laughs> see that? How could you ever see it? That is... Game, game over right there. Game over. And the same thing with the space station. Okay. There's a couple ideas on what the space station is. I think it's a, 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 an a, a old B2 bomber that's been outfitted with LED lights and transparent parts and they fly it by and, you know, and you see the thing. There, there's plenty of things that it could be, but we can, it doesn't matter what it is. We can prove that what it isn't. A, a 747 at cruising altitude about five miles up is a tiny little dot. Have you ever seen a 747 reflect the sun from horizon to horizon brighter than a star? No, you haven't. But we've seen the space station somehow do this. But whenever we see astronauts doing spacewalks, it's never that bright. But if you ever watch, you know, the, the thing they call the ISS go, it's brighter than any star. It never loses its reflecting of the sun somehow magically, right? If you had a 747 and you double the altitude to 10 miles, you could not see it. And also, it would not reflect the sun like somehow the space shuttle does. And you have to believe that you can see the ISS 25 times farther. It's about the same size. This is absolute. This is where 
The only reason people believe that is because they don't use 90% of their brain. They don't use the rational part that thinks and that can deal with large numbers. You know how long a trillion seconds is? One trillion. Do you? No. <laughs> Take a guess. One a trillion, trillion seconds? Yeah, one trillion seconds. Take a guess. Uh, 100 years. Very close. 31,000 years. Okay? 31,000 years is one trillion seconds. Is that sinking in? And that's, yeah, that's, that's 31. It's not close to a hundred. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> 31,000 years. So think about this. The closest star is Alpha Centauri, 25 trillion miles away. If you're traveling at a mile per second, which nobody has ever done for a trillion seconds, 31,000 years. At the end of that 31,000 years, you are one twenty-fifth of the way to the closest star. You got to do that 24 more times to get to the closest star where the next closest star is magnitudes farther. Okay. And you believe that all of this is being held together by some giant great attractor and it's all moving around in perfect unison. So they never change their orientation. All the stars are the same as they've always been. How that this is impossible, impossible stuff. So Dave, do you think, so obviously then the stars that we see have to be a lot closer than they tell us. They're right here within the earth system. They're tiny, they're energetic. They're not physical. I don't know. So here's like, I say they're not physical. No one's ever proven that anything we see in the sky, sun, moon, or stars are physical. They are lights. They are luminaries. All right. If we look at, um, if we look with today's consumer optics and we look at what some planets look like, um, here we go. Planets. Well, this is what NASA tells us. Uh, Jupiter looks like happens to look like the dog Jupiter. Um, kind of silly. Um, if um, this is Venus. Now, this may be a little out of focus, but sometimes out of focus shows us stuff. Look, this has like cymatic patterns in it, right? This is not a burning ball of hydrogen um, floating in, in, in you know, uh, it's not a, uh, no, Venus, it's not a, a, a ball reflecting light. It is an energetic light source. I don't know what it is. It's probably, you know, I think that, I think that they're sentient if you ask me. Interesting. Yeah. What are we looking at that right there? Did you say, is this that is the, Venus? That's Venus. That's Venus. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'll show you some other stuff, but uh, do you see this planet that NASA found? It says an earth-like planet. Pretty cool. Right. Right. This yeah. is done with zero budget. NASA gets $63 million a day. This is just a fisheye lens looking at an old rusty tank. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, NASA, their stuff doesn't hold up as good as that actually. So this is, um, NASA has this painted model of Jupiter and, you know, you look, you look in, uh, in, in movies and stuff, you see, this is what, not movies, you know, in their stuff, when they show us Jupiter, it looks just like this thing. And why is this dot always visible? When you look at Jupiter, you don't see it this clear. You see something that looks like that. But how come the same side of Jupiter is always facing the Earth? Always. Is it tidally locked like the moon? Absolute insanity. That's true, too, huh? We always see the same side of the moon. We always see the same side of, like, all the planets, huh? Yes. What yeah. do you think the moon is? And do you think that the moon has its own light source? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do, but let's, um, let me just show you one thing. This is on yeah. Mars. This is supposedly Mars. Uh, somebody zoomed in, and what do we see here? A fly. <laughs> you know why? Because yeah. this is here on Earth, and a fly yeah. landed on it, and they didn't realize it when they posted this picture, right? So here, uh, here's what I wanted to show you. Um, this is Mars through uh, Nikon P1000. Now, again, this might be a little out of focus, but it, everything has their own cymatic patterns, and that's, that's Mars. But when you look um, at stars, um, they're pretty amazing. So hold on, this is um, this is this is uh, what star is that? That is um, Capella. No, no, it's this beautiful, is beautiful. Uh, whatever Arctur it is, yeah. And this one's amazing, right? And this one's easy to film. But they, this is what NASA tells us it looks like compared to our sun. Look how big it is. But when we look at it, it's right here within our Earth system. And again. All of these luminaries are part of this living system. Everything that we see is alive, okay? Everything is alive, including the rocks outside. What? Rocks are alive? It's another rabbit hole, okay? Another, another rabbit hole. But um, here is one of my favorites, and you can see this one with your naked eyes. This is the star Capella, right? Amazing. You can see this with your naked eye. Get a pair of binoculars. Amazing. Get a Nikon P900 or P1000. Zoom in. This is not a burning ball of gas hundreds of trillions of miles away. Okay? This is right here within our Earth system. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And again, you know, sometimes these are like out of focus. Like this is a little out of focus. But it doesn't matter because you can show me these filmed by different different cameras and I could tell you what star they are. How am I able to do that if I'm just, you know, some people claim, oh, you're just looking at an out-of-focus light. That's not what we're looking at, okay? So amazing, amazing stuff. Once you open your eyes and start to see. And here's the thing. Flat earthers know that we don't know a lot of things. Globers think they know it all and they know nothing, right? The only thing they know is false things about flat earth that make them laugh at it. They don't know anything about their world, okay? Think about this. Heard Karen B. say this the other night. The sun is 93 million miles away. You can't fathom that distance because it's so freaking far. The moon is 240,000 miles away. Another ridiculous distance. Well, the moon starts going in front of the sun at that distance away from us. How come everyone on Earth that's on this side, on the same side of Earth, can't see that eclipse? How come only a small little path of people can see that eclipse? Right? Yeah, that's a curious question. Yeah. Yeah. So so let me see if I can do this. So if we're close, like I can't do it. Like here's the here's the moon and here's the sun. Right? And this is not eclipse, but if I moved over here, it's you see the eclipse. So if you're over here on the earth, you see the eclipse, but over here you don't see the eclipse. Over here, you see the eclipse. Over here, you see a partial eclipse. Over here, these people don't see the eclipse. This could just be like Connecticut. And, yeah. you know, and here's New York, you know, and Ohio, whatever. It's not even that far. It's a, it's a very close phenomenon. But if I was way across the room, it doesn't matter where I go, there's still going to remain eclipse. Right? Yeah. Right? Everyone sees it together. Only when it's closer, 
does the eclipse work like that? Only when it's closer. You know, when we had the solar eclipse, the moon shadow, which was a distinct shadow, was only 70 miles wide. How do you cast a shadow from 240,000 miles away that's only 70 miles wide? Don't shadows get bigger and then more fuzzy as they go away? They go, well, umbra and penumbra, you know, the the side, the light comes in this way and it crosses over and it happens, it, it, it happens to make a, a demonic shape, actually. Uh, they want us to, it, it's a, it's literally satanic. I think I have the image. Um, demonic. If we go, um, where is it? I don't have it handy. I thought I had it. Um, it's under eclipses. Well, here, here, here's one thing. This is the Freemason sign, and look at the ISS. Pretty interesting, mm-hmm. right? And the eclipses. I don't have it. I thought I had it. Sorry about that. No worries. So what is holding us here on this planet? Do you believe in more of like the electric universe sort of theory? or uh, what question. W- yeah, yeah. So... Um, I believe that, um, and I just added a, a, there's a new video um, that's coming out on the app very soon, but we live in this giant free energy system. The sun and the moon are the anode and the cathode of the battery. The salt water carries the current, you know, salt water carries Mm -hmm. current and the land is the salt bridge. It creates this giant free energy system that they don't really want us to know about. So how does that relate to gravity? Well, if, um, the earth has a, what we call a negative charge, a very low charge, and the air in the sky has a positive charge. So when you step off, step above the, lift things off the earth, it's surrounded with that positive field. Well, the negative, the earth isn't moving, not rising, not doing anything. It, it says, hey, down is this way. It attracts it. And then buoyancy and density sort everything else out. If I dropped uh, some rocks and ping pong balls over a pool, the rocks would go to the bottom, the ping pong balls would stay on the top. Um, because of buoyancy and density. They fall through the air. One of them goes to the bottom of the water. One of them goes to the top. And that's because of buoyancy and density. So let's look at um, this little experiment here. So we got these balloons, helium balloons, and they're holding up this wire. There's a button on the end here. And it's just it's just hovering like three inches above the floor. Okay? Now, you got to remember, okay. the floor is negatively charged, the Earth. We're going to add, this is hooked up to a Van der Graaff generator. We're going to put a positive charge into the pin. Bam. It goes right down, right? Because it's a stronger charge. It's making it more attracted to the earth. We discharge it, it goes up. So that kind of says, you know, we define gravity or we define electromagnetic um, charge. Here's the opposite. We put a negative charge into this, boom, and it goes up. Even though it's up in the air, we're pumping a negative charge into it. So it's anti-gravitic or anti-electrostatic. Interesting. Yeah. What are ways, do you think that it's possible for us to, I guess, maybe fight the powers that be? Is there a way, can we start channeling this free energy? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, anybody anybody that um, that makes a uh, anything that's an over-unity device or claims free energy, they say that's national security and they literally take it away. Um, but there are a lot of people coming out with a lot of things. I've seen uh, lots of machines that are over unity machines. I've recently, without saying too much, have seen one that can turn 100 watts into thousands of watts. 
And um, it's, uh, it's, it's a fascinating thing. They don't want us to know that we don't have to pay for energy because that's how they control us. You know, the story is at the World's Fair, Tesla powered the whole World's Fair wirelessly. And then J.P. Morgan and, uh, you know, and um, the rest of the criminals came to him and like, how do we bill people for it? He's like, you can't. It's free energy. And uh, that was the end of Tesla. Okay. They, they took all of his stuff away. So they don't want us to know that there's free energy. If you start looking into, have you looked into Tataria or the mud floods or just our history? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely digging into that. And that's yeah. so fascinating. I'd love yeah, that. I mean, star forts all over the world. Um, there's some great channels. Autodidactic is one of my favorites. And John Levy um, uh, showing you just literally amazing, simply amazing, amazing stuff that we couldn't even fathom today. And it basically this world is on a free energy grid system. And there was these kingdoms, if you will, that are all connected worldwide, worldwide. Okay. So um, let me show you some places. Cause if you decide to Google flat earth, you might as well just punch yourself in the face because Google is <laughs> not going to, not going to give you anything first on the, on the, this is my app. These are all the people around me that are awake that have the app. I can tap on a dot. I can send that person a message. I can look at their profile if they have uh, if they're if they have a little image in here. So I'll click one that has a little head in it. And uh, here's the person that could hit their profile, and up comes their image and stuff about them. And you could contact and meet people. Um, you could set up meetups. I have it set for 50 kilometers. That's what that circle is. I hit that, and I could send a message to 369 people. Hey, I'm having a meetup Saturday at uh, you know whatever park, uh, you know, and everyone comes or Joe's bar and grill. And, and this is how you meet people. Um, it's an unbelievable way for meeting like-minded people. People are using it as a dating app. People are using it to hire <laughs> people. Um, people are using it just to make new friends because every dot on here is an awake and an aware, um, awake and aware person. And, uh, you know, if we, if we click the world map real quick on the bottom left, this is what the world, look at, look at the UK. It's, it's covered with dots. And here's America, right? These are people that are awake and aware. So if you think flat earth, is, you know, as Brian Cox said, no one believes the earth is flat. There's no flat earthers. Um, I'm sorry. We're just beginning and we're, we're exponentially um, growing. It's, uh, it's unreal. So, um, so what I wanted to show you in the app is if, um, if you go to the other pages, this is called the more resources page. And there's tons and tons of stuff here. But right here, mud floods. Right here is um, the whole bunch of documentaries. I highly recommend people just watch those. Sit down, turn off Netflix, turn off other nonsense, and watch one of these movies with your friends and family, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. And they're highly entertaining, amazing. And then when you come out of it, your eyes are open. They literally lift the veil. They take, you know, this is the apocalypse, the lifting of the veil. And people can see. And, um, you know, flat earthers, as I said, they're not afraid and they're never bored. Okay. So this is a fantastic tool to, um, to, to wake you up. Here's, a, here's a books, right? Um, this book right here, The Iron Republic. Um, amazing book and written in uh, published in 1901 in a series of articles about land beyond Antarctica, where they found a city of advanced people that had escaped the inner world in the 1600s because of tyranny. Could you imagine that tyranny in our world? 
and they and they they moved. They literally packed up and moved. Um, so whether it's true or not doesn't matter. They're talking about people lands beyond Antarctica. I believe it's true. It rings true to me. Um, tons and tons of books and resources, um, and it literally is the greatest tool for for waking up your friends, waking up yourself. Every day there's a new video right here. Okay. Um, oh, that's this puppets on a string is today. That's the one I was uh, showing you earlier. Um, and I, what I tell people is watch the video every day for two weeks. At the end of that two weeks, if you think the earth is a globe, send me the proof, one proof, and you win three Bitcoins. But before you do, you have to hit the frequently asked questions page and make sure your answer isn't in here because it probably is because the earth is flat. So. I've heard that. So that's a challenge to anyone that can prove to you that the earth is round. One proof. One proof of the globe. Show me curvature. Show me axial rotation. Show me something that uh, proves the earth is a globe. And you still have never had anyone try, huh? That's We've pretty had people wild. try, but it's pretty pathetic. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty sad. Um, normally, I could, you know, someone sends something and I send them, they're like, oh, wow. And then they wake up. But then sometimes you get these totally indoctrinated engineering students who just can't realize they've wasted their entire college career and half of their professional life. Well, can life. you imagine? I mean, no, that's horrible. just the most it's, wild thing. Yeah. And uh, and they'll 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 just cling to stuff. So then I send them over to a Discord server or to Flat Earth Debates with Nathan Oakley. And um, he they, they straighten them out. I try not to send them to Nathan because Nathan literally shreds people and sometimes i'm like yeah this person is a little sensitive i'm gonna be careful but sometimes they're they they deserve to go over there and nathan um <laughs> i'm a fan of his uh humor if you will because he's he's scientifically accurate and that's what i like doesn't get like by the way it. nobody gets everything right okay nobody that's gets everything true. right that's true. I mean, that's my first red flag. When somebody tells me they have all the answers, that they're correct, I'm like, yeah. this is somebody I shouldn't be listening to. Yeah. Right. Like By the said, way, the app is $3. You don't have to get the app. You can just go to flatearthdave.com. Lots of resources there. Knock yourself out all day. But a lot of people like the app. Just go, I encourage you to go to the App Store, the Google Play Store. Make sure you go to the right one because it's linked on my page because there's already a fake one that's going to lead you astray. Um, and just read the reviews. That, that's all I ask is just read the reviews. Because if you read the reviews, you'll be like, all right, I'm spending the three bucks. All right. So there you go. Awesome. Awesome. We are getting so many comments. There, there's a lot <laughs> there's of flat a lot earthers. Of folks I, I, I put yeah. it on, uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't looked, but I see uh, a lot of familiar names. Um, thanks for coming, everybody. Any, uh, is, a, anybody in here that's, thinks the earth is a globe that has a question that would be nice. Put it in all capitals. Maybe, uh, maybe you'll see it. Um, yeah, everybody, if you guys have some questions for Dave, throw one out there. Yeah. All right. The problem, here's the problem I'm finding. It's hard to find people that don't at least question the globe. And if you're, as I said earlier, if you question the globe, you're already a flat earth. You just have to let that ego go. And, uh, once you let it go, the whole world opens up, right? You know, the, we're never bored, ever, ever. Like if you gave me 48 hours in every day and I only had to sleep for four, I still wouldn't have enough time to, to, to research and see and experience all of the things that I want to see and experience. 
So I have a question for you. Do, what What are your thoughts on um, like interdimensional things? Like, what are your thoughts on? Uh, so, do you think that there are um, are there parallel universes right here with us as well? Well, you know, so that it's a multi multi leveled question. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. I mean, if you think about the light spectrum, let's say it's 100 yards long, we can see like a quarter inch of that. So there could be other beings right here at other vibrations that I can't see or touch. Okay? There's another dimension for you. That that makes perfect sense to me. Um, you know, what is spirit? What is what? Is, where do our souls reside when they're not in one of these meat suits? Okay? So sure, I think there's a heavenly non-physical realm right above us, right in right here within the Earth system, and there may be a denser medium below us. Might be a little hellish. I don't know, uh, but I believe that on this plane, and I don't say the Earth is an infinite plane because I don't know. They say space is infinite, and that's weird. I say it's an extended plane. I don't know how far it goes, and if it ends, how does it really end? Right? Maybe it does end. I don't know, um, but. I say it's an extended plane, and I really like that map I showed you with all of the different ponds. I like it. I like it. Is it true? I don't know. I don't know. Right? I've been trying to talk to some Bible people saying, show me in the Bible where it says that there is nothing else but this one pond. And uh, I haven't really seen anything compelling yet. And then uh, the other thing is, the, you know, the Vatican's controlling the Bible. There's many books of the Bible that that even Christians don't get to see. What, what are in those? I want to yeah. know. I want to know. But here's the thing. I don't use the Bible to lead with, but the Bible I follows everything else up. Everything that you show on Flat Earth, it's in the Bible, okay? But I don't lead with it because if you led with it with me, like, hey, Dave, the Earth is uh, flat. Let me show you in the Bible. I would be like, you're an idiot. I don't believe in the Bible. Go, you know, hey, that, you know that was me before. Now it's like all of this stuff is interesting. All of it's interesting, but... Science, not pseudoscience, not scientism. Science proves we're on a stationary level plane. Flat isn't a shape. It's just a description of level and horizontal. Right? Yeah. Fascinating, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, I, I yeah, I was curious about uh, your thoughts, I guess, about like, um, so your thoughts maybe with aliens could be just that there do you oh, so i guess that's my question do you believe in aliens well aliens versus aliens could be you know people say well aliens are demons and angels yeah okay i haven't seen them but um there are non-physical um entities i've had experiences and i don't know how to explain it but sure but then there's extraterrestrials that's not the same thing extraterrestrials are the people that come yeah. from the extra ter territory. It go, I encourage you, go read the Iron Republic or go on YouTube, search the Iron Republic by the Morgyle. That's the channel, the Morgyle. And he read the whole book for you. So if you commute or something, you want to pop it in your ear, you know, you got some, you're doing work, yard work, whatever, pop the, the pop it in. You won't be able to turn it off. Five hours is going to go by. Like, um, you know, when people, uh, I, I listened last time, I listened to it last time when I drove to our conference called Flattoberfest in South Carolina. Bam, half the drive was over. I'm like, whoa, where did that go? It's a great book. Amazing. And there's other books. Flattoberfest sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Where are you again? <laughs> I'm in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, that's, that's a, a high far but away. <laughs> we, we had somebody drive from Oregon. <laughs> Someone drove from Oregon last year. It's in South Carolina. Anybody interested in the app? Hit the shopping cart button and go to 
uh, festivals and uh, it's linked right there. And there's meetups all over the place. So if you have the app, you'll get a message like that group message. Hey, hey, we're having a meetup. And let me tell you something. If you ever get a message to go to a meetup, go. Because it's a blast and you'll have a whole new set of friends because you've lost your old ones because you're a flat earther. But eventually <laughs> they'll come back. They'll come back. They'll come That's back once they see yeah. it. Once they see it. I remember the first time I talked to a flat earther. It was my mom's best friend. And she like, it was it was more intense, I think, than someone coming out as gay. She was like, she like sat us down and she was like, all right, I'm a flat earther. You know, it was like, it was really intense for her to like to bring it up to us. And of course we thought she was crazy. This was like almost 10 years ago. And, yeah. Uh, well, did you go, did you need to call her and apologize and tell her, tell her that you had this conversation? Yeah. And then, well, uh, we weren't rude to her. Or at least yeah. I wasn't. I've, I've always been curious. I've always like, I like, I might've thought she was crazy, but I was like, let's have the conversation. You know, I've, I've always been that way. And uh Yeah. She's a fascinating lady. I should probably talk to her, maybe even get her on my show. You know, <laughs> call her. Listen, yeah. here's a whole new, you know, just talk to people. You know, that that's that would be a very interesting conversation to have. But the the thing is, you know, five years ago you mentioned Flat Earth and immediately you're retired, you're laughed at, and you're you're pitied upon. Now you mentioned Flat Earth and people go, hmm, that's interesting. I've been wondering about that, you know, and everyone's willing to talk about it. Uh, not not everybody, but it's it's becoming it's we're literally hitting that hockey stick and it's about to shoot. Um, it's about to go through the roof, assuming, you know, we're not all dead in a year. From all the nuclear bombs that Russia's going to drop. No nuclear bombs. <laughs> it, isn't that a nice feeling that like when you hear nukes, you're like, oh, that's total garbage. Right. Boom. That's, you know, all of that fear when if you believe that nuclear bombs are real. And then you're listening to the news and they say, you know, the, the Russia could do this and they could first strike. Whether you, you're really even paying attention or not, every cell in your body is at dis-ease. It's not at ease. So it's at dis-ease, right? And that causes disease, right? So all of that fear keeps you sick. That's where they want us, sick and tired and weak and poor and allowing them to do everything for us. And they scare us with asteroids and, and uh, you know, um, nuclear bombs and, and radiation, you know, um, um, Nagas um, Chernobyl and uh, Fukushima, both nonsense. People, plants, and animals still live there, still thrive there, and it's not dangerous. That's fascinating. So what is radiation? Do you know? It, it, well, radiation is a real thing. And I don't, you know, I'm not the expert on that, but there, you know, there was a guy, uh, Windsor, Gail, Gail, Galen Windsor, um, in the fifties and sixties that was going around showing you that plutonium isn't dangerous. He was eating it and he was swimming in the pools and the, in the, in the reactors and he was fine. Right. He's showing you that, you know, the idea that a nuclear bomb could blow up and then they tell us the half-life is like 50,000 years. Okay. Well, what happened in Nevada? They blew up a thousand friggin' bombs there, and Vegas is a hundred miles away, and yeah, there's no there's no radiation. People, plants, people, and animal are thrive. Animals are thriving in um, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, better than we are here in the United States. Three days after those bombs went off, the the trains were open, the sandwich shops were open. They were selling flowers on the street. People were back to work. Yes, there was some damage to some buildings because they blew up a lot of dynamite, and that's all it was. And everything was back, and only one reporter was allowed to take pictures and write write reports. 
If you took a picture or wrote an article, you were put in jail. Talk about controlling the information. Yeah. And it was so much easier back then, too. Yeah. Yeah, without the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I tell people. Look into it. Don't believe anything I say. Go, you know, go to, go to my website, flatearthdave.com. If you, you know, if you want to have something with you all the time, the app is literally the best way to do it. No, also the app has a great feature where um, if you click this uh, color wheel right here, it brings up lots of images. So you're talking to someone and they go, oh, we, we went to the moon. You go, oh, did we? Did We went in this thing. Look at this. This is made from paper mache. Oops. Paper, look at it. This is a spaceship. Look at this thing. The little rascals made it. Okay. Right. And someone says, well, you know, what about uh, circumnavigation? Well, you bring up this, you explain how circumnavigation doesn't work on a flat earth, but no one's ever done it south because circumnavigation south, no one's ever done it. It should be happening on a ball, but no one's ever done it. That kind of leads to that yeah. kind of leads to flat earth. Um, also, you know, you can explain things, right? This is the limit of our vision. You can see the same distance in all directions. You draw a line over that, you see a curve, but that's just a curve because this is where our the sky meets the ground in the same distance in all directions. The same distance in all directions is a circle, right? It's not curvature, but our programming tells us it's curvature, right? Um, Polaris through the Georgia Guidestones. It hasn't moved in 40 years. How is that possible? Yeah. Right? How is that possible? Um, you know, this is proof that we went to the moon. Bunch of guys high-fiving each other. Okay, that's it, right? Um, you know, so many things. You know, satellites. You have to believe all of these satellites are mimicking all of that corkscrewing that the Earth is doing. Remember, the Earth is corkscrewing through space, and all these satellites are just falling with the Earth, following it along in its, their merry way. How stupid is that? Right? Yeah, that's that's absolutely nuts, man. Yeah. And then you, <laughs> you look at photos of the – whoops, what happened there? Um, photos of the earth are absolutely ridiculous. You know, you explain in the Antarctic basin to somebody, you bring it up. This is the shoreline, not the ice wall, like in the game of Thrones. This is, uh, you know, where we are. This is, you know, this is Antarctica, maybe, right? We live here, right? When you go to Antarctica, you go to this little peninsula right here and that's all you get to see. Maybe they'll bring you here, tell you that's the South pole. And then they kick you out, right? They don't let you go out here. What's out there, Right. And then you can show them these other maps, right? Look at this, you know, look at this. You can zoom in and say, you know, here's the extra territory. Just get their minds thinking. Um, this is a map that was discovered in 19, it was printed in 1910 or something. I'm not sure, um, showing all of these other continents outside of our, beyond Antarctica. <clears throat> There's like 30 or 40 other continents out here. Don't you think we want to know about those? Right? I they want to keep do. us contained. <laughs> they want to keep us contained in here. Right? Tons of stuff. You could show them how they took our map and they wrapped it. They wrapped it around a sphere in Photoshop and they put us in a prison. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. That's a prison for your mind. That's the matrix. Right? You have to check this out. You know the SR-71? This thing could go back. 3.2, Mach, Mach 3.2, any faster, 
it'll start ripping apart. Even though the thing's like a razor blade, it doesn't have any paint on it. You know why? Why is that? Because it gets so friggin' hot from the air oh, friction yeah. that it burns off. Okay. Now think about this. Mach 3.2. Well, this garbage can here goes Mach 33. Does this look aerodynamic? There's like American flags printed on here. There's paint. This thing goes Mach 33. How the how the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What's making it go that fast? The, 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 the fuel burn that's coming out of it doesn't come out at 17,000 miles an hour, but this thing goes 25,000 miles an hour to get out of orbit, gets it into orbit at 17,500 miles an hour. What? How? What's pushing that fast? Like if you put a, like a little wind gauge in a rocket thrust, I don't think it's 17,000 miles an hour. I don't think it's 5,000 miles an hour. Okay. Absolute insane. What about the the astronauts that blew up on the on the space shuttle? Here they are. They're all alive. They work in the universities. They have the same names, and none of them showed up at their siblings' funerals. Okay? Right? Here they are in a swimming pool. And then when they show us on TV, this is what we see. Yeah, it's wild. That's right? absolutely wild, yeah. And um, none of the pictures we've ever seen are actual photos. They're all just, and they, they sort of admit that too, right? They, they admit that they kind of like, they have to like paint in the background or I, I don't know how they right. explain what, yeah, they, they do. They, but. They, they absolutely admit that they have no photos of earth. They make them in Photoshop. They make them in paintings. Um, you know, which one do you like the best? These are all from different space agencies. Okay. They're all cartoons. I'm a blue marble guy, if you ask me. You know, that's what I like. These are ridiculous. Wait, is this one the one that they left the Photoshop hand in it? Um, you can't see. There's one from Russia, and they left the Photoshop hand tool in there. The little hand that moves things around. <laughs> it's, it's, and I don't know if they do that, that crap on purpose. Um, but, you know, here's all the predictive programming, right? These are all, look, it's all globe programming. It's globe programming. Absolute insanity. Um, tons of stuff. Tons and tons and tons of stuff. And uh, the towards the end, I, there's just great memes. Some of this, some this one guy makes fantastic memes that really that make people think. So awesome, man! Adding new stuff all the time. The, the app keeps changing, keeps getting better. I'm adding some games to it soon, like trivia games and and uh um all sorts of stuff so that's awesome that's yeah. awesome how did you get started in all this what was your big red pill so well my my big red pill was uh 9-11 and the federal reserve and and then i started a podcast uh, deep inside the rabbit hole and then i was forced to look into flat earth and then i my podcast blew up because my other two co-hosts couldn't handle the flat earth uh, at that time then i started the flat earth podcast and then I would be talking to people and I'm like, I wish I had this little animation, uh, you know, that the, the sky clock, we call it. Um, and and um, I wish I had that, you know, and I said, you know what? I can make an app, right? So this is the app and, and I show the, the sun is the hour hand. It goes around once every 24 hours. The moon keeps track of the weeks and the months. The stars keep track of the seasons and the years. 
right? And they all rotate at different speeds. And that's why the, the, the stars lap the sun every 365 days. So the sun slowly drifts back through each zodiac as it's lapping them. And then the sun will lap the moon. If I speed it up, you'll see that the sun is gaining distance on the moon and the moon is waxing, getting bigger and bigger. And after 28 times around, the sun will lap the moon. So I, I wanted to make something that I could have in my hand and show people. So I made an app. I didn't even publish it. And every time I showed it to somebody, they'd say, well, where do I get that app? And I'm like, well, let me, you know, I'll publish it. And I published it. And um, then people was like, hey, you know, you should add this. You should add a Zodiac. You should add that, you know. And I started adding things and it started to add up. And I was just like, you know what? I can't afford this. So the app was free. So I said, you know what? I'm going to charge three bucks for the app. And the money started coming in. And I was like, oh, now I could add this. Now I could add that. Well, that was three years ago. I thought I was done with this app two and a half years ago. It's just getting more. There's more and more and more to add to it. Um, I'm at the point where I need to start hiring people to help run this thing. And um, it's super fun. Everyone loves it. And, you know, everyone's like, Dave, you're always pushing your app. Yeah, because it's literally the best tool out there to bypass YouTube's algorithms and to wake people up to flat earth. So that's why I'm pushing it. If it was your app, I'd be pushing it because it's the best tool there is. That's awesome, man. Well, Dave, I apologize. I am pretty loopy. I told you ahead of time I had had a surgery yesterday. I'm on all kinds of pain meds. So I don't think I had as many interesting questions for you because my brain isn't working. But you, you did fantastic. <laughs> you did fantastic. I really appreciate your time, man. You, you've given me a lot to think about. And I think my son's going to love that app. We're just going to go crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> shoot me an email. Tell me what type of phone your son has, and uh, if he has an Apple, give me his Apple ID email, and I will uh, I will send him a free copy of the app. All right, um, dude, that app, is super awesome. Yeah, appreciate the app that. Gives you everything I showed you. You get, but if you want to send messages, you can receive messages. But if you want to send messages, if you want to access the Dark Sky Weather app, which is an ad free best weather app there is, or if you want to fill out a profile or, or see other people's profiles, you have to subscribe. It's one margarita a year, okay? $11 a year. That's it. Cheapest subscription you could ever get. But you don't have to subscribe, right? Um, you To get all of the other things, then you have the app forever. I didn't have the the these other features, and people loved the app long before I had the friend finder and, and all of this stuff. So... Um, I think that's the coolest thing. I mean, I, I totally like I we have freedom cells here and different stuff. But like that, that's a really cool thing. I bet there's a bunch of flat earthers out here. I'd love to. Where, where are you located? So um, north of Portland, Oregon. So um, let me let me just pull that up real quick. Um, back to the app. All right. So I'm going to just jump to the the. If you're in the app, see, it takes a little bit to load because it's loading to the data. But if you just hit this button right here, um, it brings up a world map. And you can see, you can load, go a lot farther. So let's see where we are. Oregon. Um, where's Oregon? I'm Northwest. In the area, right? Yeah, Northwest. Northwest. Right under Washington. Um. I'm close, right? Yeah. So yeah, there there's yep. people. We're everywhere. on the coast. Yeah. Okay. okay. There's people people everywhere. That's awesome. 
Yeah, man, I'm going to have to talk to some of my buddies. Uh, I got a buddy that lives up here. He's also a flat earther. Um, shout out to uh, to Adam from Deborah, uh, Deborah Gets Red Pill. He's also. Uh, oh, I was on I was on her show. Yeah, they're great, man. Yeah, and Deborah, Deborah's a flat earther. OK, yeah. <laughs> um, so so, yeah, check check that out. And um, the greatest thing is, you know, every flat earther, we want to wake up other people. Right. We want to talk to other people about this. Like we were out. Um, we had dinner. Uh, Paige and I had dinner out tonight and the waiter came over talking to us. Guess what? We talked about weather. We talked about the weather. That's all norm- normally talk about weather, sports. Um, but flat earthers, there's so much to talk about. There's so many things. And um, in the app, um, there's so many on the more resources page, the Tataria button, the mud fossils button amazing amazing non non-stop stuff so contact some other people tap on a dot say hey you if there's one dot like within you know a short distance say hey um you know i'm uh you know i'm we're close meet me at joe's bar and grill whatever let's let's grab a beer new best friend instantly new best i love friend. it man that's awesome friend. Well, Dave, I, I'm sure there's a hundred topics we could have, and uh, I'd love to have you back on anytime, man. This <laughs> so is this was it, a lot of fun. Let it think. All right, shoot me an email and let me hook your son up, and um, he'll love it. He'll love it. We'll have a good t- have a good time. Thanks so much. Thank you, brother. I'm gonna hit the outro, and then if you want to hang on, I want to chat with you for just a second. Sure. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thank you, everyone.